We are back with family stories today. Ronnie and I are here, and I'm excited mm-hmm. for this guest that we have again <laughs> on our radio. I think Ryan, we've got Ryan Leger. With is, us it, today. is this what people one. call like friend of the show? Like, yeah, this is a, this is a friend of the a show. Friend of the show because <laughs> I think you are officially now our most. Uh, most time most had guests yes <laughs> i like it i, like I, it I feel honored i completely like it honored. it's the right it's right absolutely so um you know those of you that have maybe heard ryan on here before and all that kind of thing we we have a um uh, uh, friendship that goes back uh many too years far. and uh <laughs> too far <laughs> and uh of course you know we had to kind of pull it together here uh just a moment ago <laughs> to just be able to start the episode right guys. right we, we just have a lot of fun when we're all hanging out together um but uh you know we don't only share insults one to another uh for fun but just we mostly. also <laughs> <laughs> we also share faith and uh uh, something we've always carried uh, uh, in front of one another and together. Yeah. Um, and so and really, uh, we love to talk God with y'all. Yeah, and really inspiring with one another. And I think it's just cool how our friendship and our really our faith friendship has grown over the years because, and I think I may be mentioned this before, but now uh, Ryan ministers to our older boys in uh, youth ministry mm-hmm. they love him uh, I get to work with his wife Sarah um, with our children's ministry with all of our little kids because we've still got Balin in the in the mix too so it's just really cool to be able to grow together over the years well and Ronnie's one of those guys that you know I'm reading Deuteronomy and I'll just randomly call him throughout the day and be like Deuteronomy's seven <laughs> what do you think about that chapter? You know, like I'll just if I'm reading something and just get kind of like, what is what is God saying here? Uh, you're my call. You're always my go to to be like, hey, when's the last time you read Joshua 14? Like, let's go through this. This is weird, and you know, just yeah, it's it always good for a completely out of the blue random conversation about uh, the word, which is really fun that I love a little too much. So right, I even <laughs> nothing wrong with it's that. It's funny, even today. Um, we were talking about with Bridget, my sister, about the Bible, and I was like saying what which kind she should get her kids and all these like little details and everything. I said, "Oh my goodness, I sound like a Bible nerd, like Ronnie." <laughs> and she was like, "No, it's good. That's what I needed." But anyway, so you are kind of that Bible nerd for us all, hun, mm-hmm. and we love you for it. I embrace it. Yes. Yes. Um, but. Speaking of all of that, today we wanted to talk about, and you know, Ronnie and I youth pastored for years, and Ryan uh, did youth ministry with us during most of that time. And it's, I was just thinking back that one of the biggest questions, other than, of course, everyone say it together, how far is too far? <laughs> the, the, classic, uh, the classic teenage question to their youth uh-huh. pastor. But really, the second one coming in uh, close was always, how do I hear God's voice? Right. And it's not just for teenagers, but all of us in our relationship with God, no matter what stage or what age, kind of hearing Him uh, following him, doing life uh, with him, co-laboring with him. And so that's what we wanted to talk about today is just God's 
regular stream, his regular flow and voice in our lives, whether it's about something really little and what we might think of as small or a huge decision that we have to make. So Ryan is now um, a realtor, very successful, very new, which I love. Um, So God has just blessed him like crazy. And uh, he's just really surrendered this career and this time to the Lord in what I, my observation is more than anything, really. Do you feel that way? Yeah, absolutely. And so, Ryan, just share a little bit about what you're doing now and how God is such a part of that. Well, first, I have to touch on the how far is too far. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and about hearing God's voice, if you have to ask the question, is this too far? It's too far because you're already questioning it, which means you're hearing from God saying, hey, you're going too far. Yeah, let's find the yeah, break yeah. here. So I just wanted to throw that out there real quick. When mm-hmm. you're questioning how far is too far, you've probably already gone too far. Um, but the weird thing is, in our youth, that question never comes up anymore. Oh, really? It's not. It's a back in the day question, huh? It was. And the weird, like when we did um, our youth prom last year or our homecoming thing that we did, it was all we could do to get the guys to, to even go ask the girls to dance. I was like, this is so weird. This is not how it was when we were kids. But, I mean, they're just very um, slow, which is okay with us right. um, in all those areas. Yeah. So, um, real estate, love it. It's been awesome. Um, the funny thing is, I keep getting people that have done this for 10 years or more asking me, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. how are you getting all this business? How do you have so many clients? And it's funny I answer the exact same thing every time. I'm like, I start every day asking God to bless my business. And, oh, okay, yeah, but what are you doing, though? Like, what are you, mar- are you marketing? No, I'm, I'm not doing any marketing. I haven't paid to do anything. I've, I've thought about doing it. But to this point, I've been so busy um, with real estate. I haven't had, I, I don't need to do it right now. Um, and I just keep answering that question the same way. Like, you don't understand the only reason I am doing what I'm doing, the only reason my business has been blessed the way it's been blessed is because I ask God every day, every morning, God bless my business, bless my hand, bless every client that comes into contact with me, bless them for doing business with me, bless anyone that we come, you know, and that is how I start my day every day. And he has blessed this business in a way that, I mean, I, someone yesterday actually asked me, you know, actually I had a lender this morning. A lender called me and said, you know, I haven't had one contract this month yet and I'm freaking out. And he said, how are you doing? You do? I was like, man, I'm blessed. Pretty good. Like, doing, and you know, you don't want to rub it in their face, but man, give it to God. Right. Give it to God and he will absolutely, what, even when it's dead, he will give it life. When you say that uh, and people ask you, uh, what are you doing? You're saying, actually, I, I welcome God into the deal. Uh, you know, and they're going, ah, yeah, 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 but what else? Um, you know, most times when people hear that kind of thing from someone, they think of it as like a token thing, mm-hmm. you know, that like you're trying to be moral about uh, your business, like, and you sometimes will add God in. Or, or like whatever. an award show. Exactly. Like, I just want to give God all the glory, you know. Same, well, and, and, same kind of way. And they don't realize that when you're what you're saying, actually, <laughs> is that time that I spend with him, I'm looking to partner with him. Mm-hmm. And so when I walk away from uh, the time of asking him to bless my business, you're not just asking him to bless your business. You're walking away with now an expectation of him being a part of your business. Absolutely. And I think that that's the biggest thing. For example, yesterday... Um, actually, two days ago, someone that I mean, I know I, I've probably talked to this guy three times in my life, and I haven't seen him in a couple years. Okay, 
he randomly sends me a Facebook message because he doesn't have my number. A Facebook message saying, hey, would you like to have a listing in Cross Lanes? At first, I thought like maybe his accountant got hacked or something. I'm like, why would he give me a listing? So I said, yeah, I'd love to have a listing in Cross Lanes. He said, okay, here's a client of mine. Here's his name. Here's his number. Okay. So yesterday, um, actually, after I came out of the out of you know prayer and stuff, I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot to call that guy. So I hurried up and called him. And I won't go names or anything. This guy, long story short, ends up he's a pastor. He has three different real estate agents that friends of his have given him um, that he wanted to reach out to. And he said, man, you're the first person that's called me. And so he's talking a little. And then he says he's a pastor. I said, well, you're a pastor. Well, I'm a youth leader. I work with our youth group. He's like, oh, my gosh, you're the guy. You're the guy. And it's but he's looking for a house and he's needing to sell his house so it's a double deal for me it's a big deal for me um and long story short he ends up crying um before we even get off the phone he's like i'm sorry i'm gonna get it together I'm gonna, but you are a godsend you are exactly what i needed and they've really been contemplating do they want to do this and he was talking to me about his wife and they want to make a better situation for her they want a one level house they're getting a little older and i said listen and he said you know what do we have to give up to get i said whoa 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 i said we're dealing with god here i said yeah it's real estate but god's in it i said and when god's in it buddy you're a pastor you've given everything to him he's going to give everything to you i said you're not going to give up anything i said we are going to find that perfect place for you for your wife you're not going to give up anything and it's going to be more than what you wanted because that's how he works and he just lost it. it and i said that's that's what we serve. I said, I don't mean to hit earlier in the conversation. He said, I don't mean to get preachy. And I said, I don't mean to get preachy. I said, but that's <laughs> what he wants to do for us. Mm-hmm. And it was just a hundred percent a God thing just coming in the whole situation. I'm so pumped to work with this guy and his family. And he's excited that he has someone he feel like he can trust. And it's just right after praying, I walk out to that and I'm like, thank you, God. I think it's so cool because even just a small detail on that story was that you walked out of your time of prayer with God and you remembered to call him. And yeah. isn't that just so cool about God, how mm-hmm. uh, when you are surrendered to Him, when you're spending time with Him, He is our reminder. He is the best calendar. He is that prompter for us uh, to make the call, to uh, remember to do this or that, that we may have in our own human just totally forgot and yeah. lost sight of. Well, and not to sound cliche, but there have been... For example, the testimony about my wife that I've said in here before, when that whole healing thing happened, that was when I was walking out of my garage that I got the call about it. Right. There have been so many times that I'm coming out. It's, it's our garage, but it's our like man cave, and it's my prayer room. But there's so many times I am on my way out of there, and I get a call, or something hits me, or something clicks, and I'll just turn around and walk back in and, and go pray a little bit more, or go in there and make a call, or do something. But it's it's nuts how often, and a lot of times it's hard to get in there. Um, last week there was a day that two days went by, and I was just so busy with contracts and trying to get my clients lined out. And finally, I said, I have got to go pray. Like I don't care how busy I am, this is the most important important aspect of my business so i went in there and just prayed and spent time and i was like i'm not going to rush i turned everything off had my time and when i came out i ended up having and this is nuts like you got to understand i was bombarded like i did not have time to finish everything that day i ended up having so much extra time and i don't know how it happened 
all my stuff was cleaned up. All my contracts look great. I'm sitting there before my first appointment. I had 30 minutes and I was just sitting there going, I have nothing to do. <laughs> and I had no time, but I had nothing to do for 30 minutes. I'm like, I said, God, you are awesome. Like, it was just nuts. I don't know how it happens, but it just, that's what he does. It's uh, also, because I, I, I just pick things out from what you do. Number one, uh, faith has always been a big deal to you. Um, and I can remember you being a young fella and just going, God, give me boldness. God, give me faith. Give me, you know, that's that was always. He gave this. me too much boldness. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was part because that, that kind of lion was inside of yeah. you. And you knew that that, you know, part of your relationship was always going to be pressing the issue, put, punching through something, that kind of deal. And I think uh, uh, that kind of uh, boldness also creates something in you called a surrender. Um, because you step into things that are bigger than you. And uh, when that happens, I think that gets your heart in a good posture of hearing because uh, immediately you're going like, oop, I'm in this thing now. You're leaning. Okay. Just like, you know, you start into real estate. You go, I'm in this thing now. Now what am I going to do? You know, it's funny. This morning mm-hmm. I was praying and praying about something that there's no way. And I said, God, there is no way for this to happen, but I know you are going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And I said, you are the way. And I stopped and I went, huh, I'm the way, the truth, the, you know, that scripture that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. But I thought, I said, you, there is no way, and there is no way for this to happen. What I was praying about, there is literally no way. And God tells us, like when he, you know, what, it, what does God mean, I am the way, I, I am the direction? In that moment, immediately, immediately God was saying, I am that way. There is no way, but I am that way mm-hmm. when there is no way. And it, man, it nailed me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, you are the way. Mm-hmm. You will make this happen because you are the way. And it really just floored me. I don't know. Maybe it's little to everybody else. Maybe everyone always looks at it as he's the way when there is no way. But it really just nailed me this morning. Like, he is that no way. Well, and uh, to my point, like, the reason you had that thought was because you were stepping into things that are big. You know what I mean? And, and I'm just I, I a think, little guy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just a little guy stepping into big, <laughs> and you step into these big things, and it puts your heart immediately in a posture of like, I need to hear from him. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's why you start dropping that in. You're going, whoa, is there going to be a way? And you go, and that's and what tra- registers. Um, you know, I, I really feel like that. Um, you know, the reason that people don't hear from God. Or uh, maybe don't see as many things happen in their life that they say are supernatural is because they're living lives many times pretty safely um, and lives that don't demand I need to hear. I don't like safe. <laughs> no, you don't. And uh, but I think it's really important for us to step into things because, you know, sometimes people could argue really quickly that you are uh, speaking for God. Uh, and I, I think after the break, we could talk about that. Like, you know, that uh, you're going, hey, God's going to do this. He's like, well, have you checked with God about that? No. <laughs> I just know him. Mm-hmm. And I spoke into that. And now we're in a thing that God's going to bring us through. We'll be right back after the break. We hope you are enjoying today's show. We believe that God has given us a voice to impact communities and regions all over the world. If you would like to make sure that voice is heard, please partner with us today by visiting www.expressionradio.org and click donate. You can also text give by texting the dollar amount followed by the word radio to the number 84321. First time text givers, please choose Expression Church of Huntington when prompted. 
All gifts are tax deductible. Join us as we change the world. We are back with Family Stories. We've got Ryan Leger, our good friend, in here with us again today. And we've just been talking about hearing God's voice and how uh, he's directing our life and that it's a constant conversation with him. It's that prioritizing presence and really seeking him, not just token words. And uh, so Ryan, like we've been sharing, is a realtor and has just surrendered. How long have you been? Uh, like two, two years. years. Okay, yeah. that's what I was thinking. So two years, uh, new to the profession, and has seen major success, and just really surrendered his business to the Lord. So I wanted him to share a story about a, that he had recently with a client over this past summer, and uh, Ryan just share how God really orchestrated all that. This was, as um, I can say his name, I've had lots of Larry's, <laughs> um, but he, it was a client that ended up being with for a long time. Um, we had the listing expired, we had to relist it and then extend it and price change, price change. Pr- I mean, it was just one thing after another. About, I would say, six, seven months in, I'm talking to Larry one day, and he said something, and and I told him, I said, well, Larry, I just want want you to know that I am a Christian, and I just want you to know that. And I had never said one thing about it this whole time. And I said, but I just want you to know that I'm praying for this thing, and I believe that we are going to sell this house. Now, mind you, this... This house was not going to sell at this point. Like so many things had gone wrong. He was moving out. Um, it was it was depreciating very fast. We'll say that we had squatters come in and destroy the place, loot the place. So now we couldn't sell it before when it was in good condition. Now it's destroyed. Um, it's just it's going into foreclosure. Just one thing after another. When I tell him that he on the phone, we're on the phone talking, and he just stops and says, Ryan. I just need to tell you, I am sorry for anything I've ever said. Now, mind you, Larry is, has got a heck of a mouth on him. Um, he's an atheist. He um, always has been his whole life. He does tell me that him and his brother have actually been wanting to research the Bible and look into some of these things. I said, well, buddy, I'm an open book. And he's an older man. Seventy, Yeah, in yeah. his 70s, mid-70s. Um, but the first thing I told him when he said that was, don't ever apologize to me for anything. I said, you have not offended me. You're not going to offend me. I said, I'm not an offendable person. I said, to be totally honest with you, I'm not here to judge you or judge anybody else. You know, I'm here to just, I serve God. That's what I do. And and I love you and I love him. And that's who I am. I said, but it's it's not about me judging you or you offending me or anything like that. I said, people got to get away from all that. I said, but you know, I'm here for you. And I do believe this thing's going to go through. So he starts asking questions, and so I ended up telling him, buddy, I can give you a, a little 30-minute rundown of my life and all the testimonies, and he jumps on it. He's like, yes, I'd love to hear that. And I'm like, holy cow, <laughs> did not expect that at all. Yeah. And so I just go in, and I tell him about my wife, and I tell him about my business, and I tell him about just all these things that have happened in our life, and tell him about how my parents showed me when I was young what they did with tithing and how it changed their life and how they got out of debt. and. 
So I'm going through all this and he is just blown away with it all. Um, but I, again, I'm not pushing anything at him. I'm just, he asked for it. I'm going to sure. give it to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's something we've been talking to the youth a lot about is when they're at school, it's not about throwing God in people's face and, and pushing it on them and, and, you know, rebuking them for things they do. And, oh my gosh, I can't believe you went to that party. Oh, why would you say that? Man, just love them. And, and just be there for them when they need you. And be you. Yeah, and be you. Don't be afraid to be who you are yeah, and let them be who they are. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the Word says that let your light shine so that they may see my good works and glorify your Father in heaven for it. Let your light shine. Yeah. It doesn't say go after everybody and rebuke them for who they are and what they're doing. <laughs> let your light shine and they will see that. Mm. And this is what's happened with him. So long story short, he's moving and um, this crazy thing happened. And he calls me and he says, you're not going to believe this, but... Um, I, I need, he said, I can't move. He said, the movers are here. They're loading everything up. I don't have money to pay them. Um, he said, and I don't have money for my first month's rent in Florida. He was moving down in Florida to live close to his son. So he's stressed out. He's freaking out. He's crying on the phone. He had just had his car repossessed. I mean, the guy just went through it towards the end of it. I mean, just everything went wrong. And I said, Larry, it's going to work out, buddy. I'm telling you, it's going to work out. Two hours later, he calls me and says, you're not going to believe this, but I have a God story for you. I said, hold up. Did an atheist just tell me he's got a God story for me? (laughs) He said, I'm telling you, that's the only way I can say it is that I have a God story for you. But this settlement that he was supposed to get, they only gave him so much and it was really low. They called him and said, hey, we're going to actually give you the full amount that you asked for. Not only that, we're going to give you back pay, and we're sending it to you right now into your depositing into your account, which is like seventy-seven fifty, seven thousand seven hundred fifty dollars, which paid the movers, paid the first month's rent, and gave him a hundred dollars in his pocket to eat on till he gets paid again the next week. And he just he said there is no he said there's no reason for them to even call me and and give me anymore. He said I can't believe so he was just ecstatic, blown away. Long story short, the house does end up selling. In its terrible state, uh, doors broken in. I mean, just nuts. We had two cash buyers fight for the place. Um, But even with that, and this is another thing, and this is not anything that I want to brag on or anything. Um, To be honest with you, if I wouldn't have done this, I wouldn't have got paid anything for the deal anyway. So might as well. But what happened is he had liens on the property. And so we we needed an additional $1,300 to close. So I called the closing company and said, listen, take $2,000 out of my commission, pay off his liens, give him $700. So he makes something out of this whole ordeal. Um, and he calls me back crying, why would you do this for me? Why would you? And I'm like, buddy, you've been through it. You have gone through some crazy stuff and you just need a break. You know, I said, you're loving your life down there. Mind you, he had just gone through. He was in the hospital signing everything. He had had a stroke and a heart attack. And they had to send a mobile unit for him to sign everything at the hospital. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So I said, you need this money. You need to get something out of all this. This is the least I can do for you. Um, And he just, you know, and that's just letting letting my light shine. Mm. If there's something I can do for somebody, then why not do it? God's going to bless me back for it. It's not like God's going to be like, oh, never going to see that $2,000. No, he's going to give me another deal and give it right back right after it happens. But my biggest thing is there is 
something that's been planted in his life. Right. He knows there's a God now. I know that he knows there's a God. And there's been several conversations we've had since then. He's told me, you know, I feel like you're the only person I can trust. I said, well, that's the God in me. That's not me. Hmm. But I, that seed has been planted, in, and I know he knows there is a God now. Yeah, and you the way that you uh, shared just your heart, your faith, your testimonies uh, that way, it actually gave him an opportunity to look at his life and what was happening right here and go, that's a God story. Because mm-hmm. before he met you, that there probably would have no been, oh, oh, that was lucky. There yeah, was no God. That wasn't a record. So he, got, he brought uh, you know, glory to God. Uh, though he, being himself an atheist, uh, self-professed anyway, um, uh, got brought glory to God because you gave him that that verbiage, the, that understanding. The sound in his voice when he said, "I have a God story for you," there was so much joy and just in awe. Like wow. he could not believe what he was about to tell me. That's it awesome. was amazing. Yeah, really awesome. And I think that part of uh, you know hearing God and walking with Him in our lives is looking at people beyond the transaction beyond the issue at hand beyond the thing that's like right in front of us but looking at the person because it sounds like if you're still even having conversations with him Mm -hmm. you know really after the closing why would the realtor need to still keep in contact with larry maybe not any reason but it's that relationship and that Time that you have poured into him and into the situation, learning about him that God was able to use for him. Well, not just that. I think that your compassion is not activated in somebody's life until they themselves feel taken care of. It's just the truth. As long as you're panicking for your your personal next dollar, it's hard for you. It's just not even awake to have compassion for someone else that's struggling. But mm-hmm. you have uh, a real faith uh, built in you, Ryan, that like uh, you look at that situation and you go, have him take part of my commission. Why? Because you just have confidence that you're going to end up in, on top no matter what. 100%. You, you have a real strength and resolve uh, towards that way. So that frees you to uh, have compassion for others. And that's just the way the Lord works inside of a person is he wants to satisfy your heart and let you know that you're taken care of and you're his person and he's going to walk with you all the way through and that frees us then to minister to other people and and be aware of the way that he wants to move in other people's lives yeah yeah well and i always tell people like it's not in real estate I think what would make someone successful is it's not about the money, it's not about the deal, but it's about the people. Mm-hmm. It's about that relationship. So how can I not continue to have that relationship with them after the deal is over and calling and checking up? And, and But you've built a friendship. You've built something there with those people. Big moments in their life when they're coming to you. Well, and I tell people, this is the biggest purchase you're ever going to have in your life. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. Like, let's act like it's a big deal you know i don't want to just rush into something and do it man let's take our time and and make sure this is the right move for you and and whatever we're doing it's really good i love that so uh before we kind of end here let's just kind of highlight some things that we've talked about um together whether it be um you know really prioritizing the, communion, presence of God. the presence of God in that mm-hmm. communion with Him. Mm-hmm. You know, not just trying to do it ourselves, but also we talked about needing Him. 
Mm-hmm. What are we stepping out in that we that need requires him, him? That requires him. Mm-hmm. That puts a demand on everything. Him, everything <laughs> it should be. But you know, so many people, and they might be listening now, uh, want to keep it comfortable, want to keep it within their control, even for their own, uh, you know, sanity or whatever that might look like. But we really want to encourage you to step out, to take the take the step. And to trust God. Our control limits us. It does. You know, and when we give it to God in every day, you know, throughout the day, and we were talking earlier on the break that I don't, I'm trying to get away from just having my little morning thing. I want to be in communication with him throughout the day. Every decision I make all day, God, is this the right move? Is this what I need to do? How do I call this person? What do I say? If I do it myself, if I rely on my understanding and my wisdom and knowledge, I'm limited. Everything I do in life is limited. But as long as I'm giving everything to him, it's unlimited. Right. You know, uh, also, just I think the expectation, how many times in that story did you tell uh, Larry, your house is going to sell? And you didn't know that. Oh, man, I was nervous. You were were really putting something out there. But it was... Got to believe. Believing and placing an expectation uh, for God to come through. Yeah. For Him to be the star of uh, the sale, the star of the story, the star of our lives. I think He wants us to put that, quote unquote, pressure on Him, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. put that on me and and let me work and do my thing. Yeah, I think so, too. There's a scripture that says, test me. Yeah, yeah. You know, test Man, me. I do and, a lot. <laughs> in good way and, and bad way. See what I do because you know, really, anything that we'd be praying for, he's already the provision for. Yeah, uh, he doesn't have to. We don't. We can't come up with a prayer that he goes, "Oh, well, let me go look in the uh, cupboards and see if I have anything for you." Yeah, <laughs> you know, he's not the Wizard of Oz. It's like <laughs> I don't know if I have a heart. You know, uh, no, he's everything that we have need of. He has already provided. And so what his uh, goal always is, is to get us to step forward the way that you're doing, Ryan, into courageous lives, uh, uh, resting and trusting in him and loving other people. Um, so uh, thankful for you, man, and thankful for the life that you're living. And and you should go tell my boys everything they need to know. <laughs> thanks for having me on today. Hey, guys, I love being here. It's always a pleasure. So. Well, thanks again, Ryan, and thank you guys for listening. This has been Family Stories with Ronnie and Brian on Expression Radio. We hope you are enjoying today's show. We believe that God has given us a voice to impact communities and regions all over the world. If you would like to make sure that voice is heard, please partner with us today by visiting www.expressionradio.org and click Donate. You can also text give by texting the dollar amount followed by the word radio to the number 84321. First time text givers, please choose Expression Church of Huntington when prompted. All gifts are tax deductible. Join us as we change the world.